Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. And this week, it's Heart Attacks. Good delivery there. That was a good, solid, I felt like that was at like 1.15 speed. You Mm -hmm. got through it quick. You didn't waste time. No extra pauses. David Anthony, you're a professional. I'm a professional, Tim Chris. That's why we do this. That's... People love to listen to professionals talk about professional interests. Oh, like my the alkaline trio. Goodness. Yes, that's right. And we are two professionals, and our professional podcast is called As You Were a Podcast about Alkaline Trio. Every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. And this week, the Alkaline Trio song that we are professionally discoursing is called Heart Attacks. Not mm-hmm. one heart attack, multiple Well, heart let's attacks. just get it out of the way now. I feel like I really dislike the song title because it's such an awkward, like plural heart attacks is like really, it's weird to me. I don't like it. All right. So professional opinion of one David Anthony, co-host of As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, is that the song title, Heart Attacks, is not a great one. And you know, David, my professional colleague, I I tend to agree. Heart Attacks? I don't know. I feel like you talk about, when you talk about heart attacks, you talk about, uh, you talk about people who really like live life on the edge. Like, oh, yeah. it's a person who's had multiple heart attacks. Well, or it's just someone who has like an unhealthy diet or like a history of like heart issues in their family. Like when you're having multiple of them, it's just like, uh, okay, cool. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. It just, it does not feel, uh, I feel like heart attack is such a punchy thing. Heart attacks is just like, mm, I don't know, softens it to me, weakens it to me. Uh, and when I, I feel like when I saw it on the track list, I'm like, that song is probably going to be dumb. And I was wrong, people. Incredibly, a song with a not great song title is able to overcome the name on the marquee and turn into a good song. Maybe the first example of that in musical history. Yeah, the only one I can think of. Um, Yeah, David, I do agree. This song is quite good and Mm -hmm. it comes in a very good stretch of songs on is this thing cursed well i would say uh in 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 my expert opinion my professional diagnosis it's the start of a really strong run of three right at the end of the record and i think uh I think I kind of low rate some of those tracks just because I feel like the the middle of this record gets, I don't want to say it sags. I just feel like it's kind of like every other song I either like enjoy or don't really like at all, um, which makes for not the most fun listening experience uh, for me. And then I think I kind of underrate the fact that like this really kicks off a pretty strong run. I think I always forget that the song that follows, which we've not talked about, Worn So Thin, is a dance song that's actually pretty good on this record and throw me the lines which we've talked about is I think really great. Um, but 
this song I think does what they kind of hint at through the middle part of the record better than a lot of those songs that precede it. It's kind of got that like acoustic-y, strummy vibe, a little mm-hmm. slower, a little softer. Um, but I think it does it better than Stay. I think it does it better than like... I, I like Goodbye Fire Island some of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mm-hmm. feel like this does it a little better. Uh, and I think it kind of merges of like, oh, this is this is what like a modern adult Alkaline Trio song musically kind of sounds like. Alkaline Trio has finally grown up. Isn't that the worst mm-hmm. when you get mm-hmm. that as the tagline for a new record? What the fuck does that mean? Um, but to your point, also, I'm sitting back in this Zoom thing, and I'm not comfortable with it. I just want to. I just want to point that out. As okay, I fair enough. A little bit closer. Uh, I'll let. I'll let everybody know at home. David made a great joke before we started because I'm recording in the downstairs living room. I'm sitting up against the couch. David says, "Is that your casting couch?" And I was like, "What? No! Oh, come on, dude!" And he's like, "Oh, I meant your podcasting couch." Yeah, I don't know what the fuck he was talking about, but yeah, you know, I just asked a general question that you know, purity of heart and all. See, people say I give you too hard of a time on this show, but they're wrong, I think, because I didn't have i I didn't have to do that. No, no, you did not. Um, but the song, anyway, yeah, the, the song. heart attacks. Um, alkaline. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, bad song title. Let's go over that part again. This is a really great song. This is a really, really, uh, to me, it does so many of the things that we kind of always are pining for, for this band in the later records of doing things differently. And you have so many layers on this song, um, but nothing feels overwrought. This song has a lot of different shit going on. Um, but it all feels very subtle and I really love the way that everything on this track is mixed because you have, Mm -hmm. you have a cool like lead guitar line that's going in the intro, um, where you have, you know, a couple of other big electric guitars, you have a layer of acoustic guitar, but you have this lead that's not super prominent in the mix. And then you have another transition from that first chorus into the second verse where you have another lead coming out, not super prominent in the mix. It's just like there to add something. It's not there to like, you know, be the spotlight moment of the track. And I feel like throughout this song, it's just like, cool. Here's the idea. Let's put a layer down. That's it. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have Mm -hmm. to be like, you know, over it doesn't have to be fussed with it doesn't have to be you know we talk a lot about my shame is true bill stevenson whenever he lays something down it's like so over the top in your face this one everything is subtle and i really really like that vibe it's something we don't see a lot from this band no and i feel like this song musically you know, I think there's a lot of really smart decisions. Like, there's a lot of ways I think they could have done things slightly differently and made this song very cornball. 
And I think if that lead was like an acoustic-y kind of pluck thing, I think it would be really whack. Mm-hmm. Um, or even like, because like, there is kind of this like, almost like, I feel like this song could have been written between Good Morning and Crimson. Yeah. Almost. Like mm-hmm. it kind of touches on a lot of, I think, those shades, those colors, those moods. I even hear some of like, the, the two original songs on the Hot Water Music split kind of come to mind with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's got this really, like, I would say confident but subtle groove to it. Mm-hmm. Where they're not rushing through anything. They're willing to let stuff sit. But they're also not beating you over the head with, like, those leads, those melodic lines. Um, and, that, you know, I think it's just, it's really well produced. And I think it's it really is rewarding listening to this one with, like, good headphones on. Mm-hmm. Which I don't often say about Alkaline Trio. Right. Uh, but I feel like, yeah, that part after the first verse leading into, or uh, first chorus leading into the second verse... It's like one of my favorite parts of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Dan's backing vocals, which are also mixed really low in parts of this, yeah. are really strong um, to a degree where I'm like, yeah, I kind of, I feel like more than a lot of songs on this record, this one, this song really has some layers to it that don't feel extraneous and don't feel like they're trying to fill out space. Like the song was clearly designed to kind of have a little more ornamentation on it without taking away from the fact that like it's good and they probably couldn't play it live (laughs) to be honest because there's too much like the guitar stuff is just you can't really do all that as one person Mm -hmm. yeah and i would imagine the pacing of this one is is probably a tough one to get live because really there's nothing that jumps into you know full speed like punk until no. the last chorus, which I think is another another point to what we were just talking about. The fact that, you know, you get a big last chorus where everything now is like in full time. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not like it goes over the top with that. Like even the no. catharsis of that last chorus, it doesn't fucking hammer you over the head with it. It kind of just like we know that part we know like that feeling it doesn't it doesn't need to overstate itself well i mean i feel like the bridge in the bridge feels like very prototypical alkaline trio to me and i mean that in a good way where Mm -hmm. it's like this sounds like them without sounding like another song of theirs which i always think is very difficult to do and i think it's always something that I think bands can kind of lose as time goes on because they don't want to just do what it comes naturally. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that and the last chorus are kind of what comes naturally. Right. But they don't rush themselves to it. And it's funny to say that when like a song is two minutes and 20 seconds long and it's kind of slower. Um, it kind of builds to something, but it's really economical. Like they don't linger on anything for too long. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, the issue that some of the other songs fall into um, on this record. Like, you know, when I look at like stay, I feel like that song takes a long time to get where it wants to go. Um, Stay. Yeah. (laughs) Even I can't believe, which I don't dislike is like four minutes. And it, it just, it feels like that song, despite being solid, like does sometimes feel like it's treading water to me. Mm. And this one in my head, when we, you know, when this one came up, I was like, 
oh, like, I remember liking that song, but I thought it was like a four minute longer ballad thing. It's really yeah. not that at all. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think it's easy to remember it that way just because of the pacing of it. And the subject matter is obviously very heavy. Um, and it feels like it's pulled from real life. Um, but I think also it doesn't really get... It's certainly not a continental where it pushes no. you into this world. I think Matt um, has... A, a little bit of a sense of um, not that he's withdrawn from it, but he's not, he's not living inside of it as much. Um, and I think that, you know, this song is obviously, um, you know, about someone uh, who's, who's struggled with opioid addiction and, um, and I think that there's something to be said about the the way that the details are are set in this story in a way that makes it a lot more of a universal um, appeal mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than a continental or you know any any song that like Matt's obviously like very personal and detailed with his his writing and this one i think has a very um you know kind of cut and paste and applied to you know people that i mean i i don't know anybody at this point who doesn't have uh, someone tangentially related to them who's dealt with this problem mm -hmm. yeah and i mean i think it does a really good job of kind of hitting on a lot of themes that he has touched on in the past but I feel like weren't really touched on much in the modern era. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously uh, someone may try to refute like, oh, well, this addiction, like that's a love song. It's a metaphor. Like mm -hmm. there's not really like addiction material on that record. There's not really addiction material on My Shame is True, even though like that's a breakup record. But, you know, there are a lot of songs where he does this type of thing. I think it, you can like reference everything from trouble breathing to, uh, you know, I think there's a little bit of like, um, dead and broken in there. I think mm -hmm. there's like, you know, just a lot of these kind of like him being the observer on, or, you know, continental and not being another obvious one, but like being the observer of this kind of tragedy and not knowing what it is. And I think he, he picks some really good, imagery and he's still having yeah, i mean it still reads like matt skiba like he's to his credit and sometimes to his detriment he never gets so serious that there's not a little bit of wordplay or humor and stuff and mm -hmm. that's still very present here mm -hmm. uh you know like when i hear like oxycodone acid wash brain that's not that different from like missing a case lacking a lid you know like yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. there is kind of this play he's having with stuff which i really like and i actually think like you know there are, i would say throughout a lot of is this thing cursed i think lyrically like he's pretty strong you know i don't love yeah. everything but i think he's he's actually coming from a pretty genuine place while still having fun with these songs and and mm -hmm. uh yeah i don't want to say this song has a sense of humor but it has a lot of heart and i think that really kind of comes through with it yeah 
It it truly does. And I think that there's um I just I think the vibe is just so fucking right on the mm -hmm. best material on this record. And I think that this belongs in that same class with like a blackbird where mm -hmm. you know, I feel like we keep going back to this every time um we talk about something from this record, but just that initial like whoa. Yeah. Did not see this coming. And I think that I think that there's a there's just there's something to be said about what wasn't just overthought. And that mm -hmm. I think goes to the lyrics and speaks to the music. And yeah, I I don't know. I just I I love the idea that this song feels like it's not complete mm -hmm. but it's very very it's a very very strong documentation of the whole yeah I, I agree completely and it, it's also it speaks to what i think you know what they said writing this record was was like they all just kind of worked on songs for a month and then recorded them and i think it just speaks to like that's kind of when they're at their best i think when they really are are too meticulous which i think we get on agony and irony more than any other record mm -hmm. and alternatively when they're like not spending that time fully working mm -hmm. and are a little too off the cuff like of this addiction the whole thing kind of suffers whereas this is the perfect thing of like not spending too much time but using that limited time frame to really just like be like all right is this good it is we're leaving it we're moving yeah. on and i think you know, one of the big complaints that you and I have both had about this record is that it's a little too long. Um, but I mean, I would say when I was going through, I was like, there are eight or nine songs on here that I'm like into, mm -hmm. which is pretty good for a 13 song LP. Mm -hmm. um, so I will say, though, that the one thing I don't love as much, and I think what is kind of until recently sometimes been a block for me when I think of this song is I do not love the vocal melody kind of throughout, but really in the choruses. I like the lyrics. I don't even mind the cadence, but there's something about it. That's a little too sing songy for me. There's something about it. That's a little too like forced. I don't even know if that's the right word, but there's something about it that just really keeps I feel like the vocal melody keeps me a little more at arm's length than it should for a song musically and lyrically that I think is this strong. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with that. And I think that there's something, something that can happen with people when they've made a lot of records where they have a, a certain sameness in just general vocal melodies that they overcompensate for yeah um and i think that that's an example of what's going on here um and it's something that definitely sticks out i think of like you know a, a lot of the newer like wilco material like jeff's vocal melodies are just like so much there's like there hasn't been a titus andronicus record in the past like fucking five years we're not every single vocal melody sounded like it was just not natural. Yeah. It was, it was working a little too much against impulse. Yeah. Um, 
which I get, I understand. And I think, I think the shame of it is that I, I love the first line. It's such like a perfect, like Matt Skiba telling a tragic storyline with, Mm -hmm. I guess I should be going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I actually really like the first delivery of it and that first delivery of it in the second verse. Mm -hmm. But there's something about it from there. Like, and I think it's why I reached to the hot water music split songs is I just want a little more of that kind of like, not aloofness, but like there's a certain energy he has on that material where he's singing about like really difficult, tragic, ugly stuff very removed and very like the watcher from the moon mm-hmm. and like i wish this song had a little bit more of that energy a little more like you know so when he breaks through it and and hits those like more like i guess pseudo uplifting kind of vocal melody parts in the chorus i think it would feel a little more earned mm-hmm. yeah i feel like there's that is a good comparison because those are those hot water music songs are such a third person like omniscient but it feels like he's seated and Mm -hmm. looking down and this one is just like straight up in the air Mm -hmm. if that Mm -hmm. makes sense there's like it does the the idea that it's grounded in something um yeah i i feel you for sure It, it is just a little like for a song that doesn't have a lot of overthinking. I wish that there was just a little bit more comfort in the the song itself um, to not have to like feel the need to maybe add a little bit of extra hook with that vocal line. Yeah, and it's why, you know, I keep going back to it, but like Dan's vocal parts I think are so compelling because he's really interjecting into those songs Mm -hmm. um, or into those parts in the bridge specifically, but also when he's layered down lower that recalls so much of like, I mean, people are going to roll their eyes at this, but like it really recalls the like goddamn it era version of him like really belting it behind Matt not even really caring if he's in key or on time. And mm-hmm. obviously he is in key and on time, but I, it just has these little moments where he's just like really buried. And it has that, it carries that energy of like when he, you know, they would just sing together even when it wasn't really necessary. And hearing that yeah. on a recorded piece is kind of rare from them now. Mm-hmm. You know, usually they just kind of double their own or Derek would, you know, do a lot of the highs um, but it's like, oh no, like this feels like a song where like they were playing it and that's where Dan was just throwing stuff. It almost feels like that, like version of like how there are certain songs like crawl where Matt does crawl there, where it's like, it almost feels like that type of thing put here, yeah, which doesn't exist on the recorded version. And I really like it. And I really like that, you know, I, and I think that's why I want Skiba to be a little more pulled back because I think it would give it a little extra oomph to when Dan comes in with that. Uh-huh. Um, kind of similar to how I feel like Matt is on Demon and Division, where I feel like he's very kind of aloof and just like cool and chill. And Dan's the one kind of like popping in with those hits. And yeah. like, I think, again, the, I like the song. But I think that's the only part of it where for a while it was kind of keeping me from seeing really how I, I would say like kind of brilliant a lot of the pieces of it are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, I think that one thing that is really noteworthy about this track too is how much of it exists in sort of like a you know punk e half time um mm-hmm. and none of it feels like shit that you've heard before i feel like punk's tendency to go into like half time to just like throw a little bit of difference um usually falls into pretty easy easily discernible categories i think mm-hmm. it's a testament to Derek to be able to play so many of these parts the way that they're played on the guitars for Derek to add a nice bit of accent that is not too flashy, but also mm-hmm. something that you don't hear too often. There's some really, really nice, especially in the those first two choruses. Yeah, well, I mean, it's almost like a snare shuffle kind of thing he's doing, mm-hmm. which, again, like, in a more, like, ballady version of this, he would be doing, like, brushes and, like, mallets on the on the cymbals and stuff. But, no, he's, he's still got a little pep to it, but he's not hitting it so hard or leaning on it so regularly that it almost becomes, like, military drumline style. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a really tough space to work in. Um, and I think it's, it's what makes it really impressive is because, yeah, like it's not the mid tempo halftime punk thing. There's, it's not like palm muted chugging with like a real fast hi-hat and like, you know, slower snare. So it's like, it's definitely one where I feel like they were kind of pushing outside of their zone and it, it really does feel like they were kind of all working together, understanding what made this work. And it's, you know, again, it, I think one of the things with Derek is, he is incredibly talented, but I don't, I think rarely on record is he overplaying. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes he's playing a lot, but it sounds like he's underplaying. And I think this song is a perfect example of how he sits in that space of like doing little flourishes, but you could even just miss them. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a really, you know, it, th- I think there's just a lot of confidence, restraint, and like intent in this song um, to a degree where it's just like, it's really refreshing and it makes me feel like, you know, I feel like this and, and the EP that's come out since, like, have me feeling more confident and assured in where they're going. And it's mm-hmm. like, if their rough era is basically like 2008 to 2014 all things considered you know depending on what comes next like a lot of bands have a lot worse for a lot longer oh yeah <laughs> so i mean you know I'm, I'm hoping we are in the the start of a somewhat renaissance and you know i hope they continue to explore stuff like this because you know i don't want them to like go out and try to remake it that never works but like i, I hope there's something that like they take from making this record that kind of sticks with them a little bit. Uh, but you know, who knows? Truly. Who knows? Even in our professional opinions, we can't predict the future. No, but we can provide professional ratings. Dr. David, what do you think for this song? Was that a Boston's reference? Uh, I give this uh, four out of five. I'm going to go four and a half Mm. out of five. I'm feeling it today. This is our podcast. It's called As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. Every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. This week we talked about heart attacks. Next week we're going to talk about a different one. 
Mm-hmm. And a pretty different one. A pretty different one. And we are... Yeah, we might just go ahead and drop it a little bit early because next week, I don't know if you people follow the news, but uh, there's some 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 shit going down and there's you know some what? stuff there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of noise and you know what we think it's gonna be a, a good time to just not not populate the uh airwaves if you will but let me tell you what we got this thing called a patreon patreon.com slash as you were and uh that's uh pretty much the coolest thing that uh exists right now and we give our patrons an opportunity to vote for the songs they want to hear on our podcast and we got uh, a poll up coming and we got another poll up coming after that and after that and after that until we're done with all these alkaline trio songs and then we become a i don't know what are we gonna become david we haven't talked about the future no but uh, we encourage you to go over and, and check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash as you were. We like to drop in some bonus audio content over there as well. It's a pretty cool place to hang out. And uh, yeah, we hope this uh, finds you well. Encourage you all to vote next week and uh, do the right thing. And we will talk to you soon. We'll see you then. Thank you, friends.